Hey guys, and welcome back to a brand new podcast. This is episode seven, and I'm joined by my good friend yet again, Theo. James. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Excellent, cool. So, it's, um, it's been a while since we last done a podcast, but yeah. before we get into that, do you want to explain what today's podcast is basically going to be based around? I would love to. Okie dokie. So, <laughs> today... Um, <laughs> Or later on today, we're going to be talking about the things that have us excited for the rest of 2019. So I think the last podcast we talked about Google. We did. And uh, there was a lot of speculation on our behalf. Some of it was right. Some of it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it was wrong. <laughs> but this is stuff that we know for a fact is coming out in 2019. Yes. And we're going to be looking at the things that excite us in the world of film, um, TV, and video games. Um, but before we get into that... You've had a crazy few weeks. <laughs> yeah, so the main reason why we haven't done a podcast in three weeks is because I've been on some kind of very random and very fun and very exciting adventures all across the globe. It's it's pretty cool, isn't it? It was pretty cool, yeah. So basically, if we flash back now to three weeks ago, literally like the day after we recorded our last podcast, it was my birthday. And me and Holly, we went away on a... Three three day little mini trip to the Brecon Beacons, and this was a surprise. Did you know uh, about this? It was or? very very last minute. Okay, so it wasn't a well, it kind of was. I didn't know where we were really going, but I knew where we were going before we actually went. You knew, you, oh, okay, yeah. So, so we, you knew we just what said, to pack. It wasn't, yeah, we, we knew that go we were going to be day. going away, and I knew like that I was going to take my drone because I knew that we were going to go to some very <laughs> cool, um, just scenic nature places. So if you don't know, the Brecon Beacons, which is in sort of South Wales, and it's just a sort of a national park, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, lots of Area sort of, of hills and sort of mountainous regions. Is it an uh, area waterfalls. of outstanding natural beauty? Yeah. Is it like... It was gorgeous there. Yeah. So we had like two nights in an Airbnb... And we saw some really nice nature. We saw wild horses. We saw waterfalls. We saw just like nothingness, just nature. Um, it was pretty chilly, but there was really nice because it was very atmospheric. There was lots of like low-lying clouds and stuff as well. But it was really nice to actually kind of sit and relax on an evening in the hot tub like with Holly because the next kind of two weeks from that point was just mental that's for me when, that's when it was still cool but yeah probably less relaxed and just bit, yeah a bit crazy we so we knew that i was going to be going away for this two-week kind of filming trip so we knew that we wanted just to have a little bit of us time bit of chill time between me and holly so that's why the brecon beacons was just kind of like a a relax time yeah for both me and holly but when we got back i had Literally a day to pack, and then I flew to Florida. And what were you doing in Florida? In Florida, I was asked to go over and film a epic adventure called the Pulse Rally, which is a supercar rally. And it started in uh, Fort Myers, or near Fort Myers in Florida. And it was a four-day supercar rally, which was consisted of a 800-mile sort of drive around Florida to multiple places, multiple um, activities and hotels, and then it started and ended in the same place. Um, it was for four days, but I was actually there for like three or four days prior mm. and a day or two after the rally as well. So I was there for about a week and a half, and it was like, it was go, go, go yeah. the whole time. It was 
it was incredible. I really didn't know what to expect or didn't really know too much of what to expect when I was going to be there. I knew that I was going to be filming the supercar rally. Mm. Um, but it was very last minute. I literally booked my flights maybe the week before I flew. So it was a last minute job. And I'm so glad that I got asked to go and be a part of it and film it because it was just, it was cool. I'm not going to lie. It was super cool. It's it's just, it's a playground for the people that are involved, isn't it? Because yes. Because it's, there's obviously a lot of money that's invested in the cars and the, the setup of this. Because Pulse Rally is a new thing? It's, it was the very first one, yes. So, that was the very first one. So Pulse Rally okay. uh, Florida was the very first one. The next one will be in Scotland. Um, so hopefully all things going well that I will be asked to go to Scotland and film the Pulse Rally there, Brilliant. which will be just as epic, yeah. but very, very different. Because obviously <laughs> Florida is... You know, blue skies and perfect highways. Scotland does have its charms in terms this is, of like, this is what I mean. The environment it's going to still... be absolutely gorgeous, but almost to the opposite factor of mm. that. That Florida, you obviously have these very long straight roads, and the the temperature, the locations, very big, wide open landscapes. Mm. Where Scotland's going to be like mountainous roads. <laughs> You're going to have all the kind of the rivers and the twists and bends and turns of like the mountainous roads. And it'll still be supercars doing yeah. the one in Scotland? Yeah. They won't change it up? No, to... that's the whole point of it is it's a supercar rally where people take their Lamborghinis, their Ferraris, their Maseratis, their McLarens. If you have a very nice posh supercar and you go <laughs> onto these supercar rallies with, you know, 20, 25 other people and you go to some epic places and you do really cool activities so yeah. one of the coolest things that we done was go to the kennedy space station in florida that that is that's like that's a dream goal isn't it that's so cool which literally blew my mind yeah because you're someone who loves space i right? love space i love like we spoke about spacex and tesla mm. in the last podcast actually <laughs> and we actually had a special vip kind of tour around the kennedy space station with a worker who's worked there for like over 30 years who has or who was in charge of the payloads of like every rocket which is just like what a flipping cool job that guy has and how much knowledge that guy has that uh, that job sounds out of this world oh no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> You were waiting for that, I was, you? Uh, I, I saw you gonna, poised. Yeah. Ready to bounce. So, <laughs> so, yeah, we had this, like, super cool VIP, like, tour around NASA mm. and going into, like, their hangars and seeing stuff which the kind of public doesn't actually get a chance to see. This is proper behind closed this doors. This was proper behind stuff, closed doors. Um, so we actually did the, the kind of... The, the normal public area. Mm. And then for an hour or two after, we then got on a bus and we were taken like into actual like NASA and the Kennedy Space Station. We went past the um, launch sites, which was unbelievable. We saw like the cameras which track the rockets when they're firing up into the air. And we drove past the Tesla. Tesla? It's not Tesla. It's the SpaceX. SpaceX sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we drove past like the SpaceX building. And at this very moment in time, which is now a week later, I think. My week just, later? Just two, a... two weeks later? Yes. I yeah, can't even yeah. remember how long I've been yeah. back. Two weeks. Two weeks ago, yeah. we drove past it and 
right at this moment in time now, they're about to launch Falcon Heavy. So they were kind of like prepping Falcon Heavy, like when we were going by. And it was just this such such a cool experience to, one, be involved with supercars, and two, to be in a kind of a place where you can't just go on your own. Like you have to be involved in this rally. You need to know certain people. and Because there is, there's some public access to yeah. the Space Centre, yeah. right? But this behind-the-closed-doors sort of thing is proper VIP. Yeah, and know? that's part of the Pulse Rally, is you go on to these rallies and you get these exclusive um, experiences, experiences yeah. and yeah. looks yeah. into certain things. And yeah, it was just mind-blowing going into all these different cars. Um and it was, like I said, over four days, and there was a lot of us, obviously, with all the drivers and different crew members mm-hmm. and stuff being involved. And it was just cool to hang out with a load of people who have never met before, some super cool people who, you know, run very, very successful companies. There was actors there who were in blockbuster Hollywood films. Um, and will we get to see? We'll get to see this. The, the footage, what we captured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically between me and Chase Gilroy, yeah. um, we basically filmed and captured everything. And at the moment, it's still being edited and put all together. Um, so Chase has a lot of the content and is kind of doing the main sort of edit for Pulse Rally's mm. uh, YouTube channel. But at the same time, I have all of my content, which I've captured and... The the organizers like Craig and Shaz are like the coolest people ever, and they basically just said, "Come and film and use the content as you want to use it." So I'm super thankful and super like lucky to be given the opportunity to one be there and mm. two have the content for ourselves. Yeah. So I'm going to be spending you know the next couple of weeks myself editing all that content together for my own YouTube channel as well, which I'm so stoked to actually go and dive into. I haven't literally had a minute to myself (laughs) since this to actually look at the footage and edit it. And that will lead me on to sort of my next point in a minute. Um, But like I said, whilst we were there, I also had the chance to drive a Lamborghini, which I've never even been in a Lamborghini before. And so all of a I, sudden you're driving. And then I was literally given the keys to drive a Lamborghini and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then like the last day, like the keys to a Ferrari 488 Spider were thrown at me and I got to drive that. So it was just this mad, mad, very different um, way of life than what I'm used to driving my little Fiat Bravo yeah, around country yeah, lanes yeah. in how, how Somerset. Is it, how is it getting behind the wheel of those? Because obviously these cars are supercars. Super powerful. Super powerful <laughs> and super expensive. Yes. So It was a little bit daunting. Surprisingly, felt a lot bigger on the inside than what I was expecting. Okay. You know, normally, like, you look at a... a a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or something, it comes up to your waist. You know, they're, yeah, they're yeah, tiny, they're, they're, they're so low, low. But when you get in it, the the windows are obviously so small, it it made it feel really big. So when you're driving it, it felt really, really wide. Right, that was yeah, the main yeah. thing. So I was kind of glad that I was on a big American highway mm. and I wasn't on like a little country lane in <laughs> Somerset or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um but at the same time, some people might be a little bit freaked out because the for, for me the steering wheel is on the wrong side. You know, mm. we we're used to the steering wheel it, being it, on the right. It but... is on the wrong side. In the <laughs> <States>. <laughs> because I travel to a lot of countries and I hire a car and I 
drive in lots of different countries. Mm. So I'm kind of I don't really see a difference anymore between left and right it's hand not drive cars. As alien to you as it as it could be. The first time it ever else. happened was like, oh my god, this is so strange. I'm on the wrong side of the car. But now it's just kind of like a normal thing. So it doesn't really... So it prepared you for driving a £100,000 supercar <laughs> yeah. rather than, you know, if that was your first experience, yes. you might have maybe got to like 10 miles an hour. Yeah. And I I, I have to be honest with you, I, I did keep it in the automatic setting. Yeah. I wasn't quite brave enough to put it in fully manual Isn't and panel shift. Controls oh, and- there's, there's literally, there's like a jet to seat buttons. They've got it all going on in there. Like you literally have to go like, click, 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 click. Vroom, you know, it's like all the different buttons and dials. I was like, if I just drive it like normal, yeah, I'll be fine. If I press like these crazy buttons, which I don't even know what it's going to yeah. do. I love that you drove it I... down. You drove it like normal, so you just took it down to Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> did, did my weekly shop actually in it? Yeah. <laughs> and did you get like what was your top speed? Oh, so well, when I was driving, not a mile an hour over the speed limit. Theo. Of course, of course. <laughs> but we also got the chance to go on the world's flattest, longest runway, okay, which was so that's... two point seven miles long, which is a yeah. flipping long way. And I was a passenger. Mm-hmm. In a Porsche GT3 RS Generation 2, which is brand spanking new car, and we got to 188 miles an hour. That's that's quick, isn't it? Which blew my mind. Other cars were getting up to kind of the 210, 220 sort of mile per hour speed, but because mm. obviously passenger, it slows you down a little bit more, and this um, GT3 RS is more of a track car rather than like a straight line sort of speed car. Mm. Um but being in that literally was an experience I again I've never had before. I left my stomach behind on the back seat. <laughs> like once you accelerated, it was gone. But the weird thing is about that experience was it's two point seven miles long. So let's just say three miles. Mm. And you're in the F- Florida heat. You have the the heat ripple on on mm. the tarmac or whatever. Yeah. So you can maybe see about a quarter of a mile. Yeah. But there's three miles ahead of you and you're going 188 miles an hour, 200 miles an hour. Mm. But you can only see a quarter of a mile in front of you. And at that speed, you're going like 100 meters every second. So you are gaining ground so fast that you don't know what's in front of you because you're going so fast and you (laughs) physically can't see it because it's just the, the heat ripple. You can't see the end of the runway because it's that far and that long. And before you know it, you're a, you have to break and turn around and come back. And you have to come back at at least 150 miles an hour because it would take you so long if you go any slower. Because <laughs> yeah. it's three miles, mm. that's a six-mile round trip. Think how long it takes you to drive six miles normally. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you go slower than 150 miles an hour, it'd take you, you know, five minutes to come back. Yeah which isn't very long at all. Mm. But if there's 20, 25 cars that want to be going up and down this this runway, only one car can go at a time. Yeah, They want to you know, let a car go every three minutes. So you're going to go 200 miles an hour on one way and 150 miles an hour on the <laughs> way back. Yeah, so it was just, it was just mind-blowing. I got very, very sunburned as well, mm. being on the tarmac all day. I thought you were going to say being on the pale side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, being pale and not used to the sunshine, yes. <laughs> Um, so what else was it? Oh yeah, then literally I got home and I repacked my bags for 12 hours. So I literally got home from Florida, repacked my bags. 
had to be up at 3.30 in the morning to go back to the airport because then I flew to Ireland, to Belfast, and I had a three-day um, tour I was doing with two YouTubers who were touring over there on their sellout shows, which was a YouTuber's... Um, well, the new Adam B99 is the actual main YouTuber, and his like co-host was uh, Joe Tasker. Very, very funny YouTubers. And they were touring Belfast, Dublin, and Derry. Mm. So I was asked to go and film all of the behind-the-scenes content for them, which was, again, incredible. One, I've never been to Ireland before. At all? Never been before. I've been meaning to go for such a long time, um, but just haven't been. And weirdly, Holly was going to book me Belfast to go away for my birthday. And when I knew that I was going to be getting this job, we didn't go to Belfast. We then went to the Brecon Beacons. Mm. So that's why we went to the Brecon Beacons. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Belfast was incredible. We went on a um, tour bus around and it was like a huge double-decker tour bus. Mm -hmm. We slept on it. There was like 16 people on this tour bus. So as you can imagine, not a lot of sleep was happening right there because there was like people everywhere and you're just in this kind of like fun, happy atmosphere. And they were like touring and obviously coming off stage from like a thousand people capacity shows. And it was like quite a high. Yeah, it it was such a high and like just kind of celebrating it with them. Mm. Um, So yeah, that was then three days there. And then I finally got home like, what, two days ago. Yeah. And then I was like, I need to sleep. (laughs) You need to sleep in a bed that isn't going around the roundabout. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So the last kind of three weeks has just been 188 miles an hour. it's It's literally been 100 miles an hour. So... It's kind of got to the point where I could just manage to edit the first Brecon Beacons video, which was released uh, yesterday for us. So mm-hmm. if you want to watch the new Brecon Beacons video, it's on the Barbza 360 YouTube channel. But anyway, what I was going to say to you, Theo, was when I was in Ireland... Yes, James. We were going... Well, I was going back to the airport and I was driving through, going back to Belfast. And it's just kind of weird because I'm re-watching Game of Thrones at the moment. Yes. Yeah. The landscape of... Ireland is just incredible and Mm. that is where a lot of Game of Thrones is filmed yeah so going through I was like oh my god this just looks amazing just the scenic the nature was just yeah just white walkers people riding horses it was just you know dragons um so that basically is leading me on to the main topic of today's episode and that is our kind of exciting um things that we're looking forward to in 2019 yeah yeah and TV shows we should start off with. So that leads quite nicely into what yours. I'm really excited about, yeah. and that is next week, we're literally in a couple of days, and the most anticipated TV show of the year for me is the new series of Game of Thrones, and should I say the final series of Game of Thrones, season eight. There's no pressure, is there? <sighs> this is going to be a big one. Let's hope it's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's good. <laughs> they go, oh crap, we didn't do the CGI. <laughs> Can they you just, imagine if they, they released they just, it? They've just had the budget slashed. Oh. And it's just. We should have found out how much they were spending per episode, but it's a ridiculous amount of money. I imagine by this point, it's probably. I think that like one episode of this series is more than like the whole series of like the beginning series. Like series one and two's budgets are less than one episode of. Yeah. I can't remember what so it is. That's a really interesting way to look at how that series, the it's show, has grown, grown up. Yeah, and you know they obviously 
they obviously have the storylines there from from the books, and I know they they change yeah. it as well. But to adaptations have, to the TV, yeah, they obviously knew that there was going to be a level of success to this, and I yeah. think it's obviously now paying off where they're getting these bigger battles, these you know more impressive. I mean, yeah, each one looks like it could have been in Hollywood. Well, I think that's the thing for this new series is the these are going to be films mm. like. I think three of the episodes are like feature length. They're oh, okay. going to be like 80 plus minutes long. Yeah. So they're only releasing six episodes. Mm. And I did actually write them down. So basically episode three is going to be 82 minutes apparently. Episode four is 78 minutes. Episode five and six will be at least 80 minutes as well. So that is a lot of TV time, so which is previous series were what are we talking fifty? Yeah, kind of minutes? like the yeah the fifty-ish minute. Mm. So when you're going to be saying there's less episodes, but each episode is going to be ten, fifteen, maybe twenty minutes longer than previous series. Yeah, you know what you're getting is going to be pretty damn epic, and. I don't know. I'm I'm in the kind the, the kind of the world at the moment of re rewatching the show. So I love Game of Thrones when I first watched it. I'm by far a super fan. Like I I enjoyed it. I loved it. But now I'm watching it for the second time at the moment, getting ready for the new series. It feels like I'm watching it for the first time again. Okay. There's so much I kind of missed or skipped over on the first time. I think because there's so many characters, there's so many storylines, and it is, you know, a big spectacular. Mm. I feel like I just missed out on so much, and now I'm rewatching it for the second time. It's like I'm rewatching it for the first time again. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I'm really enjoying it, and that's why I'm so stoked and so excited for it that we're right at the end of Series 6 at the moment. Mm. So we've just got to watch Series 7 for the release of the new episode, which is so, going to be... So when is the first new episode? Uh, Sunday. Sunday, Monday, I think, depending on if you're America or England. So will you will you finish season seven? I'm sure, yeah, because there's only seven episodes in series seven. Okay, and they're all around the 50, yeah, 60 minutes. I think there's I think there's one at the end of series seven, I think, is a longer one, possibly. Mm. I can't remember now. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I mean, it speaks to the quality of the show, doesn't it? That it warrants that repeat viewing. Yeah. Because I know there's other TV series out there where you watch them once and yes. you might try and get yes. back to them again. There's not many TV shows I'll like go it. back and watch for the second time. Yeah. There's only a select few films which I'll go back and watch for the second <laughs> yes, time. Yeah. And Game of Thrones, to me, is, I think, going to be the biggest show. And it's probably one of the biggest shows for a lot of people out there. And I should probably ask you the question: Why have you not watched Game of Thrones? Why have I not watched it? Yes, it's more to do with my access to it, I right? Suppose, okay, because it does it has themes in it that I'm interested in. Yeah, you know, and I think that the excitement and being part of that weekly excitement does appeal to me. Yeah, um, but it's just something that I missed. So basically, from from the start. I missed season one in its entirety because over here it's available on Sky. Yeah, I'm gonna say so. It not was having, tricky. Not having Sky TV, um, I just automatically missed out on that. Yes. So um, then, of course, it was a case of playing catch up. Yeah. And I think I started watching season one when season four, right, or five was out, and by that point, a lot of stuff had been spoiled for me. 
um i knew the sort of the memes that had come out of it because yeah. it'd been out for such a long time that people were now finding the the humor in it which kind of takes away a lot of the sort of seriousness the, the seriousness yeah. of, of a lot of scenes um it's on the list one day we'll get round to watching it i suppose <laughs> when the s- series a is aired it might be easier because there's you can just do it in your own time. You're not going to have to worry about re-spoilers and yeah. constantly getting left behind. I've I've dipped in and out on some of the big moments as yeah. well. Um, so I've seen things like the Battle of the Bastards yeah. and um, some other stuff. With like the them. Red Wedding, probably. Uh, do you know what? Seen no, that? no okay. I haven't seen that. Although, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch that as the standalone scene if you haven't watched it because it's so traumatic when you're watching it that I feel like it would ruin... You need to have the it's background to it, a, don't you? It's sort of... such a big part of the show. And it's, it really makes the show stand out, I think, mm. having episodes and scenes in it like that because it is so graphic and it is so, like, real. Like, right, you, you okay. really feel for those characters, like, within those scenes. And it yeah. just shows that the, I don't know, the producers, writers, directors, whatever you want to say that they're not scared to do whatever the hell they want to do. They're not keeping your favourite character because you like them. Yeah. You know, they they will kill people left, right and centre, which keeps you on your toes when you're watching it. Yes, you, you're not, yeah. You not. You don't have, like, a hero character who's, well, they're going to be the winner at the end. You know, they're going to survive to the end. They don't have that? Well, they obviously do. It seems like they do have that. They obviously, <laughs> they obviously do because the story, but at the same time, it's... So many people you feel like are going to be a main part are just killed. Are just gone. Yeah. Yeah. You probably know one of the main ones in series one. I what do. happens. Yes. Yeah. 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 Without spoiling, <laughs> spoiling it. I say, are we spoiling one it? One of the nine few year people old? on the planet that hasn't seen Is it really that old? It's, nine years? It's eight, eight years. Eight years in the first series came out. <sighs> Yeah, I'm a bit behind the curve. Give yeah. it another 10 years and I'll catch up <laughs> and I'll start watching it when I've forgotten everything else. Yeah, exactly. But that does... I mean, do you have a favourite character? Um, I don't I don't know. There's a few characters I, I like for different reasons. Mm. I don't think I have a favourite character. I like you that feel... Stark guy. I think he's <laughs> going to be good going forward. Do you he's... think he's going <laughs> to win at the end? I think he'll be the one at the end. <laughs> On that throne, but the thing—that's the thing—you you feel for a lot of characters and the way they portray each character. You you kind of feel sorry for them. You feel you're like you're angry at them. Mm. You feel so many different emotions for each character, and they they you kind of go back and forth between them. Yeah, you know, some series you absolutely hate a character, but then something could be written into it where you feel sorry for them, and the reasons why they did that in previous series was mm. because of how they were. You know, there's so much behind it yes yeah. which i think really drives people and like we were saying there's there's a lot of fantasy there's there's obviously dragons there's so many different characters but it's an original story mm. that's the thing there's no like um so refer- it deviates from the book doesn't it slightly yeah. slightly yeah but it's just it's just cool you need to watch it i will i will get there <laughs> i will get there but, but you know funny speaking about sort of um different fantasy worlds yeah my tv offering for um what i'm most excited for in 2019 is a little bit different from game of thrones still a fantastical world and that is bojack horseman 
Okay. Um, so have you seen any of Bojack? I don't think I have. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. I've scrolled past it. You've scrolled past it. I suggest you click on it at some point. Okay. It is very, very good. Um, so for you and for anyone else who doesn't know, Bojack Horseman um, was first released in 2014. Right. And basically, it's a show that deals with... Um, sort of realistic themes uh, and realistic takes on themes like mental health and sexism and racism um, and the human experience, but in a world where humans coexist with anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's animated, um, which may put some people off. Yeah. Personally, I think the animation is, is great, is really cool, and it obviously allows them to do some more wacky things. And I think uh, it lends itself sort of it, it makes the show a bit easier to watch in some instances so because it's cartoon yeah 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 it's how say violence within gta 3 is easier to stomach because it's comical yes. versus violence within gta 5 because they're aiming for realism right so because it's cartoony it kind of can yeah. get away with a bit more um but yeah, so your main your main character is Bojack Horseman, and Bojack is a washed up nineteen ninety sitcom sitcom star, okay, right. <laughs> who had his own TV show. And so Bojack is a half like kind of half man, half horse, or anthropomorphic horse. Yeah, um, and he's voiced by the wonderful Will Arnett, who I think is fantastic in absolutely everything. He just has one of those voices that. Kind of. What else has he been in? So Will's in uh, Will, uh, best mate. <laughs> oh, Willie boy. <laughs> yeah. Willie. So um, he's probably best known for playing Job in Arrested Development, right? Um, but he's he's been in you know film and TV for years and years yeah. and years. Um, other Netflix stuff as well, including Flate, which is his own sort of vehicle, not anthropomorphic animals, but again with <laughs> with characters that have a lot of sort of um, depth and complex emotions to them mm -hmm. um so you have bojack who is trying to i guess reclaim his star so it, he's now like in his 50s uh he's a washed up old fat depressed horse and <laughs> struggling with depression and anxiety and addiction um in hollywood <laughs> right which um very minor spoilers for season one eventually becomes Hollywoo after the D of the Hollywood sign is stolen <laughs> okay. in, a, in an act of love. <laughs> Someone's got to give someone the D. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to season six, which... There is there that many? Yeah, yeah. Oh, crikey, so, I didn't know there was that many. Which is... I, I was even surprised myself, yeah. actually. So season six is confirmed to be out in 2019. There's not an exact date at the moment, but historically the seasons have all been kind of around the August September time. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess you know we're kind of looking at the full schedule for yeah. when the series is going to come out. And season five left a lot of the main characters in very interesting crossroads in their lives. Um, so for me, having watched the show from um, from the very beginning, and bizarrely, I I feel like. Um, not that I'm a washed up TV star from the 90s, <laughs> but I find Bojack and not, not <laughs> just have one of those faces. That, yeah. Um, used to be on Crystal Maze. <laughs> the, um, but 
basically I've, I find that the ca- the cast of characters there, despite half of them being anthropomorphic animals yeah. and the other half being animated humans, I find them very easy to relate to with a lot of the things that, specifically with you know the mental health yeah. side of side of the show um, and themes surrounding that. It's very easy for people to to relate to them. I'm just intrigued to see where it's going because Bojack for the last few seasons seems to have kind of been tipping around, tiptoeing around redemption and his own sort of redemption arc is almost there. Right. But season six, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Is it like an indefinite show? Like there's no ending? Are they just like getting commissions and it's just series after series? I think when, um, so when the producers have kind of mentioned uh, or talked about this, um, so long, I think the words they used were so long as there's promise in the show, they'll continue to make it. They'll always be able to find, to find stories. Um, I think like with most things, it's good that it doesn't go on too long. We don't want it to start jumping the shark. Um, I think going back to possible in this show about animals, but (laughs) I was going to say going back to Game of Thrones briefly. I think what I like about series eight is there's an end, Mm. and there's so many shows which just run and run and run and run and run, start to lose interest, have another couple series maybe, Mm. don't get commissioned, and that's it. And then it feels like it's a really weak kind of ending. ending. Like I found out today that Vikings. The TV show. Oh yeah, yeah. Hasn't been recommissioned and yeah. they're cutting it down. So it kind of ends and where I'm it like, ends and it's I absolutely love the Vikings. I thought mm. it was fantastic. But apparently ever since Ragnar sorry, spoiler. Have you watched it? <laughs> okay. Something happens to series four. Yeah, okay, yeah. You probably guess by what I oh, just said. What could it possibly <laughs> be? <laughs> um they tried to rebuild in new characters and stuff and went on with the story. And I was watching something earlier about it, and it was just a shame that it's just kind of run aground now. Oh, it's yeah, not got shame. it, not yeah. got the end where I'd have loved if Vikings had an end. Mm. I think for me, Vikings was incredible because there's so much about Wessex and about England, and that's where we live. That's where we live. That's cool. And it's so cool to see like a TV show, which is obviously an adaptation of history, mm. but to get to the point where it's like, well, this is what our history where we live and we've grown up mm. is. Yeah. Like yeah. all of our cathedrals and churches and whatnot in our area like we used to play for a football club called wessex like that we did yes <laughs> that's kind of like it's, it's kind and of cool we that's played why we hard like vikings oh yes we <laughs> did we were like lots barbarians of, lots back of pitch then. invasions <laughs> <laughs> and in, in, in like in like hundreds of years time people will be getting us confused and yeah. they'll, be, they'll be writing and we wear those helmets us. with like the horns on them well and... that's how I it's part of the uniform yeah you know, it's part of the kit is that what they call it a uniform football uniform <laughs> uh, yeah it's one of those it's having not played yeah. organised sports for years and years and years you forget what it's called <laughs> But you have to wear a work, work uniform. All we didn't the time, ride any so. horses, though. No, we didn't ride any horses. And but Bojack not any, is a horse. But Bojack is a horse, and a horse that I'm really looking forward to finding out his story and where it goes from there. And like I say, it he is set in this fictional version of of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, which brings me on quite nicely to the film that I'm most looking forward okay. to in 2019. Is a, <laughs> is a bit of a different one because <laughs> there's probably any number of superhero films that I'm looking forward to and basically anything that's coming out from Disney this year. Yeah. I could have said, yeah, I want to talk about this. Um, and then 
say Joker gets a new trailer and it's like, okay, now I'm excited about that. But actually, Hollywood, once upon a t- once upon a time in Hollywood. So this is the ninth uh, feature film from Quentin Tarantino. Oh uh, yes. Okay. So and it brings together Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Have you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer. So, I saw the trailer like a week ago. Was okay. it a week ago? Whenever it came out, not long ago, was it? it no, no, no. It's uh, there's not been a lot about the film no. out so far. I think there's only maybe one, possibly two trailers. But, you know, it's... I mean, Quentin Tarantino himself has said that this is basically the closest he's gotten to almost recapturing Pulp Fiction. Okay. And Pulp Fiction is one of my all-time favourite films. Yeah. Um, And the reason why it's one of my favourite films is because of the the sort of parallel storylines that are happening in that film. That's the same case with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. So we're not expecting a linear experience. Yes. And it's that always creates a lot of interest and a lot of intrigue about what's going on, who's doing, you know, what are the characters up to. It gives you as a viewer something to do. Oh, yeah. So it gets you to rather than just passively Yeah, take uh, something take in, something you in. have to really work at it. I mean, as someone who enjoys a good thriller from time to time, yeah. and a good thriller should leave your audience sat there trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know. Which I th- I'm hoping this does this does the same thing. Yeah. So beyond the fact that it's potentially going to make us think a little bit, hopefully, or being well, it's got from the trailer alone and from his past history, yes. it's going to have a banging soundtrack. Yes, it? It like, is. that soundtrack is going to just be banger after banger. Yeah. And um, not only that, it looks like it's going to have a lot of fun in it. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of fun between Brad Pitt and um, DiCaprio. I, I think it's. Just by saying those two actors in a film together, mm. you know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be something special because I yeah. think there was a missed opportunity back in the... I'm going to get this wrong now, but in the 90s with um, Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. which the two were supposedly going to be before Damon and uh, Affleck kind of right, yeah. did everything. Um, so yeah, it's going to be quite good to see them on the screen together and we've not actually touched on what the plot of this movie is but it's so this is kind of another connection to Bojack I suppose uh get right uh DiCaprio's character is a failed TV star Mm -hmm. who is trying to recapture his fame uh in Hollywood in at basically the end of the golden era of Hollywood in 1969 um and along with him is his stunt double (laughs) played by Brad Pitt which I like this premise sounds so yes. good. And like I say, we've only seen one trailer, but yeah. also in that trailer, Bruce Lee. <laughs> you add Bruce it's not obviously Bruce Lee. It's not the original Bruce yes. Lee. Yes. But um yeah, Bruce Lee. And it just I think it's Mike Coe who's playing him. Um and it's just this is cool. This is I've this is what I want to see. This is my my movie. There's not a huge amount like there's there's some other big stars in it. So Margot Robbie's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Russell and Al Pacino, who are two of my um, all time favorite actors as well. Um, and also it's kind of notable because it's going to be the last uh, full film with Luke Perry in. So okay. they finished filming shortly before uh, Luke Perry passed away. So it's kind of a It'll be an interesting movie. And I think from just having a quick look at the, the full cast list, it's pretty packed. Yes. 
And like we just said, having all of those actors ambient Tarantino film is it's going to be a win-win, I think. I mean, he's always said he wanted to make ten films, and this is number nine. And so, if it's the closest thing, what he said to Pulp Fiction, hopefully it's going to be... That's probably got me the most excited yeah. about it. Beyond the fact that, you know, the trailer looks really good, the cast looks amazing, very stellar cast. I think it's the first film that DiCaprio's done in the last four years since uh, okay. uh, Revenant. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Al Pacino, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell is now, I think this is the third time working with Tarantino uh, okay. after Death Proof and Hateful Eight. Um it's just it's it's got the elements there. Let's just hope it delivers. Yeah. Do so, you know when this is coming out? So this, I believe, in the states is going to be July time. I think we okay. get it a bit later over here. I think it's August for uh, the okay. UK. So, yes, I can't wait for that. When you before you saw the trailer, did you know anything about this film, or did it take you by surprise? Uh, I knew it was the ninth film of right. from Tarantino, um, but in terms of tonally didn't have a and yeah. I, I guess there's a there's a homage of sorts to um Sergio Leone in the title alone mm-hmm. so it's not once upon a time in the west it's once upon a time in hollywood yeah it's like uh, it's a bit tongue in cheek it's a bit of a like I say a bit of an homage but exactly what it's about i mean still i mean is this that charles manson film that we were potentially going to get from him <laughs> so which is around the same sort of time and yeah. basically when the hippie movement kind of died i suppose because that was some nasty stuff <laughs> but, um, so, <laughs> kind of just butter over that one um but speaking of nasty stuff what's your game well my game my most anticipated game <laughs> of the year has to be Got to get it right, so it keeps getting these two mixed up. Wrong at you, yeah. <laughs> Gears of War Five. Gears of War Five, which Every- is going to be full of nasty stuff in the best possible way. Right? Yes, I mean, <laughs> why else do you want to play Gears of War apart from running around with a chainsaw gun and just <clears throat> chopping people up? Love the sound effects. Yeah, it's good. I added them in after. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't <laughs> my voice post. then. <laughs> so, I have a confession. Because I've grown up without was, an Xbox. I know what you're going to say right now, and it's going to cut me deep. With a chainsaw. With but a... <laughs> I never played any of them. Not even like Not five minutes. even five minutes. Oh, man. So I've seen them, and I've seen the the tone, and the, you know, but I know people who absolutely yeah. love them and say it's like their favorite. You, you're one of them who says it's one of your favorite games. I so. love. Uh, Gotta get it right, Gears of War. Every time I say Gears of War, I want to say Game of Thrones or God of War. God of War, Game of Thrones, Gears of War. God of War's very good. But those three, <laughs> they're all something of something war and gods and gears and games. It's, they're all similar. A G of something. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Gears. It, it's just Gears, right? Now they've taken away of war. It, it's the first game. See, that's probably because people, even hardcore fans yeah. like yourself... I'm saying Game of Thrones. Gears of Thrones. <laughs> Gears of Thrones. Gears of Thrones 5. Yeah, so they've dropped it, so it's just Gears 5. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Um, but I guess at the same time, people weren't too happy, I guess, with 4, with the new direction they went with. Okay, so for someone who is unfamiliar mm-hmm. with, or not as experienced with the with the franchise, yeah. what what is it that, that happened in 4? Uh, started to like. follow new characters. 
Okay. So if it was left at like a trilogy, mm-hmm. it would, you know, be make sense. Yeah. Some of the same characters are still in four and will be in five as well. Mm. Um, but they focus more on newer characters and things develop differently um, than they do in the first sort of three films. And people fear change, right? And people fear change. <laughs> and people don't like change. But for me, it's a universe and a world what I love. And it's super cool. And it's been there. I've, I've, it's been there with me since the original mm-hmm. on the Xbox and stuff. So it's the original Xbox, isn't it? Because the franchise goes back as yeah, how long, long it, as the original Xbox. I should probably look when the original was out. But, you know. It's, yeah, it's been with me for a long time. Yeah. And it's, it's such a cool game. And I feel like it kind of... Um, revolutionize sort of multiplayer as well i don't know if it was in different games before but like the horde aspect of wave after wave okay for me i think it was the first game where i had that enjoyment in a multiplayer Mm. where you had to batten down the hatches and you know literally have a wave of easy people mow them down go out get your ammo come back second third fourth you know up to like 50 waves of people Mm. it was the first game where i would play online and be like this is such a cool way of doing multiplayer i wasn't just capture the flag or um so this is cooperative i take it yeah for like the online yeah the online side but story-wise i think it's still cool like fully Grown ass men would cry at some of the scenes in. Did you Gears. cry at some of the scenes? I don't think I did. I'm not a full grown ass oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's some very like sad no scenes. Shame in and... crying at a video game. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, Gears of War is going to be awesome. I know that it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea because of the direction. I feel like it's probably going in. It's more around like people's emotions and emotives now, rather than like just big people mowing down mm. locusts, basically. Okay. okay. But it's definitely something which we should play. See, I'm keen to give it a go. Yeah. You know, I love games, I, so it's... And I, I guess it depends on what type of gamer you are. For me, I like to go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I like a very sort of linear, straightforward game. Mm-hmm. Just like a story-driven game. Story-driven, yeah. It's, you know, beautiful cinematics. And it's like, right, get from here to here and that's your mission. Like, I really enjoy that. Where I know someone like you, you like a bit more kind of open world, a bit more grinding type games Mm. where you do lots of side quests and side missions. Holly's exactly the same. Mm. Where for me, I don't really find any enjoyment in those types of games. Mm. I like to play a game and just start going and just get to the end rather than talk to this person. Go over here and do this, where Gears of War is like straightforward for me. Mm. And that's what I like and that's probably why I like it so much. Yeah, so Gears of War confirmed for this year, but we don't have an actual date. There's no actual date. date. It just currently says 2019. Okay. Um, I would kind of speculate around the sort of end of October yeah, like so the Halloween that perfect sort of spot yeah. for a lot of the big games coming out. That's where I sort of see it. And I really hope that they've done it right. Mm. Because Xbox, I feel like, is kind of losing or slipping a little bit. Um, so I feel like they really need this original to be They need a class. big banger at the they end of the They need it. Because it's of... been a long time since Xbox has had like a really strong original to get people to buy xbox yeah because so many games now are obviously cross-platform mm. um 
yeah, I, I just, I'm just really hoping that it is as good as I want it to be. Speaking of things that I hope they're as good as I want it to yes. be. Yes, there is a glaring omission here. Your film of 2019. Yes, this is another <laughs> uh, controversial one. So, the film I am most looking forward to of 2019 is the brand new Star Wars. Ooh. Now, I know some people can be like, oh my God, it's going to be crap. It's going to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I love me a little bit of Star Wars. And I, again, enjoy the world, enjoy the universe, and enjoy being lost in that sci-fi battle galactic style of space. Talking about NASA earlier. Yeah. I flipping yeah. love space. And I know Star Wars isn't um, physically correct. Are there lightsabers in NASA? Unfortunately, I cannot. Can you tell us? <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny whether I saw a lightsaber. Or, or there's not. just there's just some guy in there <laughs> with like a tiny lightsaber butter knife just making yeah, a sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't see any cool tech. I was told to say that by my okay. lawyers. Mm. Cool. So anyway, <laughs> I don't have a lawyer. So, so I think. The problem, the problem with Star Wars yes. uh, Episode Eight is that yes. it's very divisive. Yes, I don't think it's going to be a problem for their ticket sales. No, because I think Star Wars is such a behemoth that basically, whether you love or loathe um, Episode Eight, you want to see. What You're going to watch it regardless. Nine. So this is going to be the ending of basically the Skywalker yes. saga. So this is Episode Nine. Mm. Um, there's obviously lots of speculation of what's going to be happening in it. Hopefully some uh, questions are going to be answered. For instance, like Ray's parents and stuff that is, we still really don't Has it already know. been answered? Was well, it a throwaway? As, yeah, you know, we, you know there's, there's so much which... There's no definitive answer, I don't no, think. No, I guess, yeah. Of people's histories and who they are and relations and all that sort of stuff. So... In a way, yes, it would be cool to find them out. But at the same time, I love the fact that certain questions aren't answered mm. within the Star Wars universe because you make up your own mind. Yeah, yeah. There doesn't have to be, this is this is it. Because once you know, that's it. We would sit for hours and chat about X, Y, and Z, what happens in Star Wars. Mm. But neither of us are right, neither of us are wrong. You make up your own opinions about it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that's great. Yeah, you know, it, Star Wars has always felt like the story is part of a bigger universe, mm -hmm. um, and that's through design. Yes, and that's what's you know created this sort of whole this everything yeah. around it, this universe around yeah. it, because people can then write fan fiction and they can interpret it in different ways. Yeah, I think we know that um, Disney are now obviously doubling down on getting a TV show going yeah. and getting extra movies going. And it's all going to be set within the... And of course, you know, for years there's been games created yeah. in different parts of the Star Wars universe. It lends itself so well to be able to just be what you want it to be. Yes. And if you don't like one thing about it, there's obviously so much more around as well. Like you just said, there's so many different aspects to Star Wars. Or if you don't... You know, if you don't like it, you can. You've still got the old ones; they're not being taken away. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I, I, you know, because I'm not a big fan of eight. Yeah. But it wasn't like this is the end of Star Wars. Yeah. It's like it's one thing of eight that I don't like. 
you know. But everything else is is cool. Some of the prequel stuff, uh, but everything else <laughs> yeah. is kind of cool. You know, I think for me, like it just shows how big and vast this Star Wars world is. Is how passionate people are, whether they love or hate it. Yeah, and that's a good thing. If people are like this is the worst thing ever, it should be so much better. That means so much to them mm. that they have to have that like outlet. So just because a character didn't do what you thought was going to happen in the previous film, like just just be okay with with just that. Be, yeah. Like yeah. you're not the writer of Star Wars. Mm. If you your predictions, if they were wrong, and then you hate the film because your predictions were wrong, like that's not quite right and shouldn't be how it works. Yeah. yeah. Like the people who people's brains, the people's ideas who develop this, it's it's their story. We're just along on the journey yeah yeah you know it's yeah i don't know i just i'm just very much looking forward to it and this is as per the last two films uh not including uh solo but this is a december this is a december the 19th apparently and so, i think 20th in america i think uh, it's okay. the, i think they have it a day later yeah so um, just in time for for christmas it's, it's the week before christmas and for episode uh, which was it? Six, seven? No, seven, seven and eight when yeah. they were released. The December releases. Me and Holly always had a thing where we would go to London. We'd go to the BFI, which is like the biggest screen in Europe or something, mm. and watch Star Wars, and also go to the Winter Wonderland Amazing. Christmas. Mar- I don't know why I'm talking about Christmas in April. I shouldn't be saying about this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we always made a thing of it and it was mm. our time to like, it was a week before Christmas, we'd do some Christmas shopping, we'd have a little time away and we'd go watch Star Wars. And for the last couple of years, it was such a cool thing. Yeah. And I'm so glad that this December we get to do it again. Because, I was going to say, you're going to yeah, do this Yeah, because again? last so December cool. it didn't happen, obviously, because Star Wars wasn't released at Christmas last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be... Be a bit weird again. going to the Winter Wonderland in the middle of the year and, after seeing Solo. Yeah, it wouldn't be quite the same. Just walk around Hyde Park. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully the 19th of December is when it's out and hopefully the tickets will be, I guess, announced within a couple of months mm-hmm. to to, pre, to pre-book to them and stuff. Yeah, it's, um, it's so exciting to yeah. think that this is finally going to be episode nine. It's the year we're yes. going to get episode nine and... It's something you've waited and for. And the thing is, which I'm hoping for, so when episode eight came out, mm-hmm. me and Holly actually watched it in the Science Museum in London. Okay. In the IMAX Science Museum, cool. which was so cool. But they did um, the previous films. So you watch the previous ones and then you watch the new one. So I'm hoping on this one that you get to watch the previous ones and then the new one. As in all of the previous ones? No. Watch, I think it was... the. I think it was episode seven, and you watch episode eight after. Okay. So I'm hoping that when nine's out, you watch seven, then eight, eight, then then nine. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, because that would be cool. That would be very cool. That's a full day of IMAX to the eyes. Yeah, yeah. It does remind (laughs) me of the... um, I saw an article recently where Marvel are doing this with the whole of the MCU. Okay. And it's something ridiculous, like 59 hours. Yeah. And it's like... Spend a week doing just it. Just spend, yeah, spend a, spend a whole week just yeah. sitting down watching all of the MCU before going to see Avengers. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. I'd do it if I didn't have other stuff to do. But, um, and then I guess 
you know, finally, my my game of 2019 is a bit different tonally to everything else we've spoken <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. and certainly different to your to your game. Um, Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing. So CTR Nitro Fueled is basically the the remaster by Beanox. Um, remaster kind of undersells it, although that's yeah. the word they're using. Which I find quite interesting because it's more along the lines of a from the ground up remake in the vein of um, the Insanity trilogy yeah. and also the Spyro, um, the Spyro trilogy yeah. as well. Um, so again, it's another team. It's not Vicarious Visions and it's not Toys for Bob. It is now Beanox, but Beanox have a history of um, doing ports. So mm-hmm. they ported a lot of stuff around sort of like last gen and they're probably most famous for doing uh, a lot of the Spider-Man games last gen and also the most recent remaster of uh, Modern Warfare mm-hmm. for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it's coming out on June the 21st for PS4, Xbox One and Switch. And basically, this is my childhood again. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we were talking about earlier about how you can get excited for the same thing over Multiple and over times, again. Multiple times, yeah. And so I remember when this first came out and being very excited because I love Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a big fan. And I get to relive all of that. And it's I think when they showed off the first trailer, it was incredible because it was exactly what the fans wanted it was basically give us what we've had before but just make it look nicer play on new gen stuff yeah and i know it's a bit of a contentious thing but for me it's better than mario kart Mm -hmm. okay um and that's primarily down to the power slide mechanic okay which is just and also i suppose in my own little world um, Mario didn't play a big role in me growing up, so I'm not. I'm more familiar and more um, into the characters of the Crash Bandicoot universe than I am of the Mushroom Kingdom. Did se. you have an N64? Uh, I do have an N64, but did you when you were younger? Did no, you? No, that might be why, because you might have missed out on that when you were younger. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't have the opportunity to play a lot of like four player Mario Kart. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I had a, you know, PlayStation, I would play Crash on it. Mm. I didn't have an N64 to play Mario Kart when I was younger. Yeah. You know, years later I did mm. and loved it and still love it. Yeah. Um but yeah, to miss out on that bit where it's like the proper childhood might be the reason why you choose one over the other. Possibly. So I do have very fond memories of playing four player split screen um battle mode yeah. in crash team racing and i'm pleased to say that that is coming back amazing so to be able to sit on the sofa and play four screen uh, four player split screen yeah that is such a such a rarity nowadays because everything's online yeah yeah there is online capabilities in it which is also going to be interesting um having grown up thinking that i'm amazing at crash team <laughs> racing and then i'll be able to go online and be get pr- you proven wrong <laughs> um but you know races and tournaments and battle mode with your friends get your friends around sit on the sofa play this game it's going to be a blast it's I mean, June can't come soon enough. Yeah, I'm very excited. But the, the horrible, weird thing is, it was not horrible. It's pretty cool. I'll be at Glastonbury, literally, oh, when it's out. On the so 21st, I, ha- yeah. I have to wait. What's the date? Let me see. So, 
Oh, no, it was the weekend before. Ah, oh, there's time. Okay. There's time. So the 24th, I thought it was out on the weekend of Glastonbury uh, Festival. So we'll, we'll have a... Um, so the weekend before Glastonbury is when this we'll is tournament. announced. Oh, my gosh. We'll have an actual tournament. That's Which gonna, is just going to be, you know, it's going to take us all back to when we were in the 90s. and we. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And are you going to get any, like, limited edition game with... I'm not, no. Um, which is... They do offer a deluxe edition, um, but I find it a bit odd that they're they're also offering uh, an oxide edition. Which right. for anyone who doesn't know, um, there's a character in the original Crash Team Racing who returns in this one um, called Nitrous Oxide, and he is the whole reason that all these characters are racing. <laughs> right. Okay, so he's a space alien, and um, he is an absolute bitch to play against. <laughs> um, but there's an oxide edition which fundamentally it has a few extras like but nothing that's like pay to win or anything right. like that. um but in that edition you can unlock him early and i'm never a big fan of like early unlock unlocks yeah. because i'd much rather play the game and just unlock them um so no no special editions i do have it pre-ordered already which is unusual so i usually wait until like yeah a little bit closer to the day but i'm so excited i found a good good deal online so yeah is it multi-platform as in cross play as or... in is it just playstation no it is uh ps4 xbox and switch amazing so so everyone has the chance to play it everyone has the chance to play it i think there are some playstation exclusive items mm-hmm. so um certainly skins so you can basically get the original 1990s skins uh, for some of the characters. So they look all um, like their original polygon yeah. sort of style, which looks quite cool. Um, and I believe there's also a pre-order bonus, which goes across all the platforms for sort of Tron-esque kind uh, okay, of cool. neon skins, which do look really cool. Um, like I said, it's not just the remaster. They're adding in lots of bonus content as well. There's going to be carts and um, races and tracks from the sequel, which I never actually played, um, which was on the PS2, which was Crash Nitro Kart. Um, by that point, Naughty Dog weren't developing, and I think I've moved on to Jack and Daxter by that, <laughs> by that point. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, just really exciting, and it's just going to be a nice, fun it's game. A fun, it's like a family game as well, it is, or it's yeah. like a mates on a Friday night and all hang out and play it. Yeah. You can do that with Gears as well, obviously, but obviously. It's, it's a little bit different. It's kind of There's more a little bit more blood. Yes, in gears, not cra- in. <laughs> there'll be blood. <laughs> Sat around your living room playing it, there'll be blood. <laughs> there will, yeah. Just, just keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's basically everything. What we're looking forward to. There's obviously many more things we're looking forward to in 2019. It was hard to pick just one for each. Yeah, because there, this year is a good year for stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming out, and we would love to know what you're excited about seeing and playing and watching uh, in, in the comments section down below if you're watching on YouTube, or you can always just send some stuff over onto Twitter or something to let us know what you are excited for in 2019. We'd love to read about that. And whilst you're at it, give the old podcast a nice rating on one of the podcast apps. Do it. Because it. it does make a huge, huge difference. Um, but I think that's pretty much us done for today. Yeah, it is. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for uh, joining me yet again. It's been a good hour-long podcast. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you hopefully next week in the next Barb's the Podcast. Until then, bye for now. Bye.